0: Welcome to What Have You, with Rachel Jankovic and Becca Merkel. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. Before we get started, I wanted to mention that if you've enjoyed and been blessed by Rachel and Becca, there's really great news. We have just released the Canon app. You can get a one-month subscription where you can find Becca and Rachel's audiobooks and listen to them absolutely free. Not to mention any and all previous conference talks they've done at Grace Agenda in the past. It's all in the Canon app, and it's all free with a one month subscription. Download it today in your app store of choice. Cheers. Welcome back to What Have You. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. And we don't want to lose our treasure in heaven by boasting. Yeah, but we're gonna. (laughs) But we are here. Two weeks. We are here on a Sunday night, getting ahead of schedule. Weeks. Yeah, we're basically. This means the whole week we're gonna be ahead of schedule and everything. Yeah, like basically, my house is clean already, simply because we've gotten clearly we've done it all now. Yeah, we've done it all. All of it. Since last time, I've now made chicken sausage.
1: And it, it turned out you ate it, it yesterday.
0: Good? Did I? You did. I I brewed it up a large good. scale batch of twenty pounds of chicken sausage. I did chicken, Rachel. Yeah. How did I? I didn't think about it very much, but well, that's how it happened. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Are you happy about it? Yeah, I was. I was actually really surprised that it turned. I think my watch is going to keep dinging because someone's <laughs> texting me, and I don't know how to make my watch go quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well, actually, I am really happy with how it turned out, and I was surprised that it turned out as much like what I was ho- aiming for okay. as Good. it did. Because what Good. I did was look at a recipe that Hannah Stute kindly sent me. Because she heard me talking about it on the last podcast. Okay. <laughs> and, but it was not that it was like Roman chicken, some cause some other kind of sausage. But I looked at the ratios of things that they had in that one. Like how much salt to how many pounds of sure. meat kind of okay. guesstimate. Yeah. And then I looked at the ingredients on the sausage that I was aiming for. And I just sort oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. whizzed the whole thing up. But I wasn't confident when I was doing things like throwing in. However much vinegar and however much lemon juice. I wasn't sure that what was going to come out the other end was going to taste like what I was hoping. Did you hoping. write it down? So I the, did. So the I next wrote it time you 40 pounds. I wrote it down and I wrote down how much like I, because I like blended up some red peppers to add to it. And then yeah. the stuff. I wrote it all down. Good job. And then we, I ground it all up and you know, we had the. Saucepan hot, the you know cast iron skillet hot. So we would like just fry a little right. piece of it and then taste it and yeah. see how we yeah. were doing. Go back and add some more salt and right. mix it up. It was quite the party. It sounds really fun. Now, now I'm in you it know, to do all kinds time, of sausages. The one time that I found myself there with the you are dinging. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're just really dinging. The one time I found myself there with the ingredients list from the product. And then a lot of other recipes and then trying to put it all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still feel really ripped off about this, but I, I feel like I did do a medium good job of, <laughs> <laughs> it's like fairy when dust. When you hear going tone, the, the time will be. <laughs> no, it was, I, maybe I've told this story before, but like we were, while we were living in England, I randomly bought this cereal It came in this tiny box. It was like nowhere near. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember this. Nowhere near. This was your big big quest to purchase Sultana raisins. No, it wasn't Sultanas. It was was Chilean flame raisins. (laughs) (laughs) What are Uh, Sultana raisins? Where did I pull that from? No, there are Sultanas. And and how did I forget Chilean flame? (laughs) I think Sultanas are just another name for raisins. But anyway. All right. It was this amazing. I remember because they were amazing raisins. Yeah, they were. They were, but it was like this little box of cereal, and I bought it for myself because I knew nobody else would really cherish it. (laughs) And it was just, yeah, I feel like it was like maybe a quarter of the size of a normal box of cereal, maybe a third, Mm, kind of like a baking soda box. (laughs) (laughs) And I bought it because I was like, why not? try that. And so I did. And and then the first day that I ate it. <laughs> oh, no, I remember I was, this. Yeah. No, because it was a real thing. The first day I ate it, it was amazing. <laughs> I had an amazing day. And then the second day I ate it, I had an amazing day. And then the third day, I was like is this a cereal? Like, do I have this weird like surge of energy? Am I basically a horse and eating oats in the morning? It was this muesli and it was incredible. And then, and then I had Ben eat it for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) And he used to ride his bike from our farmhouse into town. Like from, so we were just outside the ring road in Oxford and he had to ride all the way into the center of town. And he was like, he came home that day he was like, I was on fire i was like zipping into town on my bicycle and, and i was like it is it's a, a power and flame it's a power cereal it's it was amazing it's a real post-hoc ergo off. it was but. except for we tested it enough times that it was like nope it's the cereal it gives Becca, you this incredible how you ever, boost how did you ever quit working on this <sighs> here's the problem they discontinued that version they did not. they did and probably it was, like, it was illegal it was probably- it was probably it was laced with something. It was like this amazing. Well, it tasted amazing. It was such a rewarding <laughs> bit of cereal to eat. It was like. <laughs> it was, and I think I remember. I remember you questing around to make this. Yes, and, because the only because you were just like, I've, gotta I've got to recapture that glory of that. If I can eat a cereal that does this, oh man! And I would eat it every single day if I could. It was so good. And it was this basic, like, muesli with a whole mix of grains. And I could figure that out because it was, like, different flaked, you know, things. And then it the only sweetener was malt syrup. Mm. And then, so there was some malt. And then there was a ton of nuts and a ton of dried fruit. But it was Chilean flame raisins, and I like I, I special ordered a box of Chilean <laughs> flame raisins. But the magic was never recaptured. Well, no, no, no. I actually did a pretty good job one time. I was like, I think that I have done it, and I had written it all down, like exactly mm-hmm. how many cashews and how many almonds, because there were like whole cashews in this cereal and whole I could go almonds. For this. Why don't you make me some? And then I could whole, use it on like, all it levels. It was so good. And you ate it and you just felt like you had been zipped up for the day. <laughs> it was just like, like you have been probably like a serving together size into a like nice a quarter cup tight. Like, yeah, probably. But, oh, it was amazing. And I still maybe somewhere in my house have that scrap of paper that I wrote everything down on. But they have since discontinued that cereal. But I had the ingredients list and then I had a bunch of other granola uh-huh, recipes uh-huh. and then I had their website up and then I had the box of Chilean flame raisins that I'd specially ordered. <laughs> <laughs> they were big. Huge, enormous raisins. Huge. Bigger and I'm not a raisin fan. This was they were so good. And then I don't know. I just feel like I really need to get back to that. I think you should. I can I see do. why I you were to. aiming for that. Mm. Sounds like That's a That's your Christmas time. gift. I'm going to go back on that quest. Yeah, so I make a great, great granola that I always... <laughs> mean, it is world record setting decadent granola. That is the Food 52 Genius Recipes granola that is just so good. But the thing is... It's the it's the most indulgent thing on all levels. Like to make it, yeah. Like why not to just make it eat? first? You've purchased the world's most expensive ingredients yeah. and combined them. It's an olive oil granola. Okay. Is and it like just make a tar of toffee and eat it for breakfast? Well, no. It's not that it's that sweet. It has the big flakes of unsweetened coconut. The big, mm-hmm. the big, pretty yeah. big flakes. Yeah. That I think you toast them maybe and add that. And then it's pecans and um, probably, I think it is craisins and pecans. But then I use some orange infused olive oil in it. So it's this orange olive oil and brown sugar. And it comes out in this like, oh, and maple syrup. So it comes off in just this like mind blowing (laughs) deliciousness. But it has got to be like. I don't know, three thousand calories <laughs> for a quarter cup. That's probably why and we then, were and up then to when such I... a great start in the morning. Yeah, and then I, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then Stoke I would the be fire hot. <laughs> And then, and then the funny part is I'd always be like, this is so good. I should give it to people as Christmas gifts, oh. which is how you get down this trail of why am I making such an incredibly expensive item? Yeah. Right. <laughs> because you give someone like a little treat bag full of granola and, and they can like, have that, like, I mean, that was an investment, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so you can have one bowl. Have Cherish you, it. have you seen the cost of pecans like that bag. Yeah. So I, know. I, I. I do it still on principle sometimes because it really is one of the world's best foods. That's that's amazing. But you don't really. Yeah, I need to. It's not a wise way to eat. Mine, I felt more godly about it because it had malt syrup, so you had to like get whatever that is. Like I bought malt syrup. It had bran flakes and oats and who knows what else. And I kind of did the same procedure as granola, where you kind of like toss it and toast it. Mm-hmm. And then it had a ton of whole nuts. Yeah. And a ton of whole nuts. You were basically fruits. eating like a dry Lara bar. <laughs> <laughs> but amazingly. No, with better, grains, I guess. But yeah. also with a lot of milk. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ba- I, seriously, I can't think of a better way to start your day off, really. It's like you can have your coffee and then you could have this and you have just, you, you, you could just, just go all day slam. now. You could just yeah, go all day. Yeah, you're now. just ready. Now. You're ready for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about this, I'm yearning hard for it. How is your Christmas prep coming along? Well, I've got some thoughts in my head. How's your Christmas prep? Real good, I think. Really? I have wrapped gifts. What? Yeah. Where'd you put them? Uh, Right now they're in my room. I have some gifts, but I haven't wrapped them because I don't know where I'll put them. I'm wrapping them as we go. I use the Manage Christmas app. Oh. So that I can mark we're things. we back to this. So I can mark things as purchased or wrapped. I don't really do anything with the Mattia Managed wrap Manage Christmas? Em. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it just helps me to know who I got that's a gift not for. The, that's not the same app you've been recommending in other yeah, it years. Is. No, it it's is. not. Bec, it's the one I've been using. Your other so. one that you recommended. Unless I make something up
1: that no, wasn't true and something Santa's something.
0: It certainly wasn't. I've only ever used Manage Christmas, so really? I think I'm an authority here on what apps I don't I've think used. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, that helps. i getting... have your gift. Oh. A, you know what else I have? I have your birthday gift, and I'm feeling a bit affronted because I was really happy about it, and now I have a suspicion that you already have it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and if I'm it's a if feel... it's a muesli that powers you up for weeks of work, <laughs> then I don't have it yet. I need it.
1: No, I'm in the need. I'm gonna have
0: to make some more of that stuff. But it, yeah. I don't think I want to look at the calories. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So what I'm telling you is that I've I've been doing some dalliance with thinking about Christmas. Yeah, that's good. It's coming for us in kind of. A, high speed sort of a way we're trying to finish our basement so what I've mostly been doing is just sort of spreading a cloud of sheetrock dust all over the whole house that's (laughs) how I prepare way of doing it yeah there's no real keeping it I'm trying to get my room painted carpeted and my front room finished wallpapering it by the end of Thanksgiving break so basically two weeks from right now Rachel you won't even recognize my house. It's gonna be so <laughs> dealt with. It will really be fixed. Everything will be fixed. No, I then. have my my roll of carpet sitting there in my house. It's so good. It's so good. I'm so happy. Yeah, look, you sent me that picture of it. Looks uh, awesome. It feels amazing on your feet. I'm just gonna probably have to just spend my time shuffling around on it. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds ideal. I know. And I did find a medium decent. Paint color, it's not as good as my one that I loved in England. But I have, oh oh, well, I want to bring this up because I think it's, I think, like, I'm sure that in our listeners, we have a wide variety of responses to corona situations and whether or not people think it's a good idea to be wearing masks. So I'm not here to, like, I'm not. Yes, you are. How do you know I'm not going to say flatter you? I'm not here to <laughs> flatter you. No, what I was gonna say is I just have this observation that I feel like is really on my okay mind. Yeah. But I'm, but for some of you, if you were persuaded, if you're wearing masks all the time, and you were persuaded that masks are actually preventing illness and etc etc you might just have to suspend that belief for a moment to get on board with what I'm trying to say so pretend you're in an alternative well no I just there's a puzzle that's like even if the masks are doing what people say that they are doing the puzzle that I cannot figure out is why there are people like walking in the dark of the night alone with a mask on or why is someone alone in their car wearing I was, a mask? No, you know what was really getting me today? I hmm. had to drive Ben to the airport because he's on a trip. So I drove him up and back. And I'm as you're driving along, you see these cars. On a highway with no stop yeah. points. It's not like or, they're. Or the one that really had me in a confused was cars, you know, they're just barreling them down the highway. One person in a mask, the other person not in a mask, (laughs) and I'm like, "How did you two get into the car together and come to this resolution?" Yeah, so I don't know. This is the this is what I'm talking about, though. Like, or somebody who says that they're wearing masks in their own homes twenty four seven. Because why? Well, that I'm just saying. This is a live puzzle. And then one of the other (laughs) things for me was, like. When you drive like on U of I campus, yeah. Every last human has a mask on. Okay. Since when have college students or everyone at the skate parks been the Obedient society's ones? most compliant? Well, Rachel, or we for have months, and we have experienced months. that, right? With the the most outraged the people who are outraged at our behavior of not Romans thirteen ing hard enough. Are the people who have never abided by a rule. You see, my ever. question is, where are all the rebellious teenagers when you need them? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> what, but And this is why that why I think it's a puzzle. Because where are the people who burned all the draft cards? Where are the people? The people who burned their bras. Who? Where are they now? They're now being They're the ones, safety patrol no, officers. Okay, okay, I don't. I'm just going to sail out. I'm going to do it. All right. Bega's not as cautious as me. (laughs) She's the model of decorum, but I'm about to say something. always. Here's the thing. This is what Ben and I were talking about. That generation that burned their draft cards and burned their bras. Mm -hmm. Now they're burning down down our civilization. (laughs) No, that is the same generation. It's the one that came right after the greatest generation. Mm -hmm. And if you think about our grandparents... They're the ones that did World War II. Like, they yeah. handled that. And then their children were the ones who didn't want to do something hard. Mm-hmm. They are the ones that said, we don't want to go to war. We want to stay here and go to college. We don't want, we want to, to, have, stay here and fornicate. to have children. We don't yeah. want to have to do the thing. And we want to have basically ruin the economy with the Social Security thing. Yeah. We want to... and." That's the group that is the high risk. You will endanger us if you don't wear masks. You're going to put us at risk. And there's a question of like, has that been the toxic group for all of these years? I I feel willing to say maybe. (laughs) because, Because they are all the ones who this whole time have wanted everybody else to have to do hard things so they didn't have to. Mm-hmm. And that feels to me like the M.O. of that of yeah, that particular that's group. So what I was going to say is, though, about this is that I'm looking just just from a cultural perspective of what's happening here. Those are the puzzles, like the ones that don't fit in even with, like, should you put a mask on when you're dealing with another person directly. The ones that are just like, why are you just putting a mask on in your own home? Yeah. What are in you saving anyone from? Because you have to watch out for the heat vents. Yeah, or they I bring saw a woman commenting that she has not had contact, she has not touched another human in three months. And she was like, it's hard, but it's what I have to do. And while it's legal for me to walk around my neighborhood, I won't do it, even with a mask, because I could be shedding the virus that might endanger someone. Okay. Now, you now, and I talked about this the other day, and I have to really quick interject a story from Ben's childhood, because you brought yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, no, no, tell it right after this, because okay. let me connect okay. the dot All first, right. and then you tell it. All right. Okay, so the thing I was realizing is that COVID is invisible And you could, it basically is a sin that leads to death. Yeah. And we have a society that is walking around saying, unclean, unclean. (laughs) I'm unclean. You know, like, and. Or you're unclean. Nobody knows who's clean. But the thing is, is that I think that COVID is a sciencey sounding thing that explains the unbearable guilt of sin to people. Like, that we have this guilt, and we're like, oh, it's invisible, it's causing death, I probably should have it. So then having to wear a mask, well, no, I don't probably have it. I feel certain that I do because I feel the guilt, right? Because I already have this. And so wearing the mask is like a, something has to be done about this unbearable guilt. And I'll tell you your story. Yeah, so when Ben was a kid, there was some lady that lived across the street from them. And I guess there was this constant scene going on over there where she was always trying to get it dealt with, like getting for bug mold. bombs. Well, it was like mold. We're having to have the mold taken care of. Now we have an insect infestation of some sort, so we're having the whole place, you know, right. bug bombed. And we're having now. We're pretty sure we have. It was like there was always. An infestation of some sort going on and trying to get dealt with. Mm -hmm. And then it turned out her husband was having an affair and they got divorced. And the thing was, is that she knew that there was a problem but she was misidentifying it. It was like she was paying. I do want to put in here. She the was paying to have the mold taken out, or she was paying to have mm-hmm. the bed bugs dumped. Well, she with. knew that the atmosphere was. She knew it was bad. toxic. She knew it was I do, deadly. I do feel like we should just put it out there that there is some possibility <laughs> that maybe the other led, that it led the other direction. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> but these, these things are often a feedback loop. Exactly. However, <laughs> a little closed circuit of the home, but let's just take only that little snapshot. No, and I've say, always thought that that was a thing that's insightful. That is an insightful thing into human nature because sometimes you're just like, something's really wrong. And your idea would be, I must have an allergy yeah, or I must have. It's that it's just that you might be really right that something's really wrong but you're but you're your diagnosis looking, is you're looking incorrect. to atmospheric or physical or things when what you're having is a massive spiritual it's problem. It's a sin problem. It is right. not a bug problem. And that's really common to yep. to think that and and I think in our era it's especially common because it's such a therapeutic era. And we're, that materialists. we're like is your toddler disobedient? Probably you should hit him on the head with a chemical rock of some kind. But the thing is because we have a materialistic society We don't believe there is such a thing as sin. There are only chemical imbalances. Yeah. So you just got to fix it. If you can just tweak the formula a little bit. Right. If you you could just eat that muesli again. I know. You could be healed. You could be healed of your sin. That one I'm going to give. I'm going to give a, you know, there's parent. What's the word? Parentheses. That's what I'm looking for. Parentheses. That one's off to the side. That one might help. However... (laughs) Yeah, like getting your house bleached out or right. getting it treated for the black mold you're pretty sure is in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or getting the lice taken out or getting the it's just woodworm, such a It's such a it common, common situation. And I do think there's a horrible attempt at omniscience going on right now with this oh, virus. Because well, did I, t- I told you, didn't I, that I ran into that woman who was like blaming everything on the administration and she was like every other virus we've been able to nip in the bud and I looked at her like what planet have you been living on? Viruses have always had the better of us (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember a time When everyone was like Don't bother having a cold anymore We know how to nip it in the bud Don't worry the Democrats have the house So we don't have So now there won't be colds The flu is a thing of the past It's really funny I just think it's an amazing need To track Where each single thing goes and feeling like there's something we can do. We have some power here when we to fix have power. And it cracks me up because you can can totally dispute about whether the virus is all that bad or is not all that bad. (laughs) But let's just say for a second that it is all that bad. Mm -hmm. I'm reading the book of Amos to my seniors at Logos right now. Because we read a chapter a day. And... Gosh, is that relevant? It was like I sent you plagues and you did not repent. Right. Mm. I sent you this and that and you did not repent. And it's like, let's just pretend this really is the plague. This really is the Black uh. Death. God sent it to us and we said, nope, we're fixing it. We're going to do it with masks. <laughs> we have the solution, and we're going to double down and vote for Biden. That's what we're going to do, and cheat to get him in. I feel like I have to tell you this because uh, today you were not at the same. Service as I was, but we had a guest preacher. (laughs) Yeah, how was that? Oh, he's great, but he grew up in Ireland, and he was a fabulous (laughs) preacher, but he threw us all for a loop right off the bat by saying he was going to be preaching from Sam 8. And I think (laughs) we were all like, really? Like, I didn't know anybody nicknamed Samuel. Like, I really didn't, but we realized it was Psalm
1: he oh. just said sam
0: he's gonna preach he's gonna preach to us from Sam eight, and I think we were all <laughs> so great, and the sermon was great, and it was psalm 8 being the one about out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants yeah. has thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, and he there was this point where he was saying that David is saying, you know, he's looking at all the works of God, but the thing that he's really marveling at is man. What is man that you're yeah. mindful of him? And and, yeah. it, and it was a great sermon, but that we really, Luke and I both got the giggles when he said when David talks about the strength of nursing infants, like he was like, they really nothing is coming out of their mouths that is strength. They, they need the milk of their mother. You know, it's like they're mm-hmm. like, and he said, David looks at that and says, you know, you've ordained strength because of enemies. And then he, sees, he says, David, catch yourself on. <laughs> <laughs> and I really love that turn of phrase, like, <laughs> catch yourself on. I'm just assuming that that meant like, you know, catch up with the facts of life. Kind of like, come on, get a real... (laughs) But I feel like there's a lot of times when Uh I should be saying, Rachel! (laughs) Rachel! Catch yourself on. <laughs> Get on with yeah, it. Yeah, that might be the theme of most of my days actually. Yeah, but I now I'm trying to remember why did I say that? We were just talking about the corona thing. You're saying that's what I was trying to say. I was thinking catch yourself on with like how life actually like God is actually in charge. Well, we are not actually in charge no. of the viruses. It's like deciding everyone we're going to take steps and prompt action. So that the rain will behave in the pattern that we set for it. It's like... like, Well, except for, hmm, except for everyone's. As Luke was like, it's really interesting that when we were kids, the dispensational thing seemed to really dominate Mm -hmm. Christian life. And he was like, but now it's it's all the pagans that are immunitizing the eschaton. They're like, the world is If you don't stop it with your shopping bags now, the world is going to crumble apart. I think the hubris has been amazing from the beginning because we have actually out loud as a matter of public policy said that we're going to handle the weather. (laughs) <laughs> and we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it by means of our policies. Policies. Which, policies. which yeah. container did you put your tin cans in? Oh, which you... container did you put you your plastic bags? You are not doing your part towards fixing the weather. Now the thing is, is like the um, the idea of fixing the weather is outrageous, and it's like actually this is a very old impulse because you have the Pharaohs used to say that they were the incarnation of Ra or whatever, and they were the ones that made the sun rise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is pretty is. I've old. seen that. I, don't, like, know how totally, it. I don't, don't know, know how do totally it. accurate this is, but I'm pretty sure it's... I mean, I know it's partly accurate. I just don't know how much it parallels with this. That, you know, when Moses and Aaron go to Pharaoh when they, in Exodus, that each mm-hmm. one of the plagues was a direct insult to one of the Egyptian gods. Sure. And the biggest being well actually probably the biggest would be the death of the firstborn which would have been the next god. Right? Like because they weren't they saying that pharaohs were gods. Okay. So the firstborn son would have been the next like well especially the heir apparent pharaoh all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. That will kill the will kill basically god is in charge of even the lives of of your own, mm-hmm. you know, throne. But then the darkness, they were known for worshiping the sun. God like to have the, the plague of yeah. d- total darkness yeah. is like your sun. God don't yeah. got nothing. You know, like all of those, mm-hmm. they worshipped the Nile, mm-hmm. didn't they? So the Nile was turned to blood. Like there's all, uh, each one of those was a very deliberate and direct insult yep. to their God. And if you want to parallel that with what we're going with oh right Lord. now, The coronavirus is a very direct insult to our God, which is like this, we have the power over our health and our, like... Well, not just that. We can control what we decide to control. We're in politics and science, we have thought are our saviors. And both of them are curled up on the floor having a twitch. You kind of feel like it's worse (laughs) than that. It feels like the Lord... Put them in the stocks in the public square. The yeah. two of them are just and they're not listening. No, and they're still being pompous from their very difficult <laughs> position. <laughs> well, okay, but see, I in Acts the other day, I was struck about Paul saying that God like put up with idolatry and people mm-hmm. being mistaken, but he said. I'd have to look up the verse. He said something about, but he, he left a witness and it was the rain. Like the rain is a witness that that is not true. It's like it was the creator God. And it was just such an interesting turn of phrase where it's like all of us have the rain and if all of us just looked up and noticed Mm -hmm. and noticed that we're not, in charge of that. Do you know what and jumped, the, the jumped out at me And the God Acts is. Is that when, uh, Anna, it's Ananias, isn't it? It's, there's two of that one. Sapphira? No, 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 not that one. The one who goes, it is Ananias, isn't it? Who goes to talk to Paul when he's like, really? Okay. When, when it comes to say go, he knows. When know, he's blind, yeah. When he's blind. But I, I don't know. I'm sure I would noticed it before, but it never like jumped out at me. That it says that he's on, like, at the street called Straight. Yeah, I love it. But as far as I can think of, that's the only time we hear the name of a street. A physical address. Right, like, it's sort of like, but of all the names of all the streets, to have it be the street that's called Straight. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Because I was thinking about how how Dad always says that that God draws straight with crooked lines, yeah. and like the turning, like Paul being turned from this total darkness and confusion that he was in, that yeah. but that he's blind on the street called straight, yep. but he's been saved. And I think it, it, that's yeah. almost like a Pilgrim's Progress reference <laughs> in there. Yeah, like it's yeah. just like, yeah. anyways, I thought that was yeah, funny. and it jumped true. out at me. It's like what a cool. I don't know. It yeah. Just seemed like a. Maybe I never really noticed that the street name was in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Either way, there's always something that you find that you hadn't, you didn't recall from before. It's so, true. <clears throat> back to this masking thing. I just want to say, this is why I think it is such a weird thing that none of the typically rebellious people, no, are being rebellious at all, and suddenly the like world's most warm and cheerful christian women are the great rebels having well, a wild it is, time out there of there has town. been a big switcheroo because i think it is noticeable that some of the people who were the most huffy about our psalm sing christians who were mm-hmm. huffy not not the liberals who of course they were but i mean the christians who are the most huffy about it are ones who well and I'm just saying the sample group of people that I recognized, yeah, sure. people that like on the internet, I Hated, know, yeah, I yeah. know them, I have some past with them, and I see their reaction to it. They're the people who were the most flippant about rules, mm-hmm. and so to suddenly it, have them. Say, but when you say rules, that's in scare quotes, because a lot of a lot of like you're not talking about like public. I mean. What we're trying to say is the people who were up in arms about Romans 13, etc etc et cetera, et cetera, yeah, et cetera no, And were in many 13. cases, people who would have rolled their eyes about not having sex before you're married. Yeah. No, they so were people who It was not been, like, it was a very wild contrast. Not like, like. You actually, I actually happened to know that you were sleeping with your boyfriend. <laughs> and that was being a problem with the church. And now you're going to get and now on you're high mad verse at the and church say for not obeying the you authorities. You need yeah. to obey the existing authorities and I'm like since what? when has that been your MO that's it's a really it's a question that you have to ask is you're like what happened here and yeah. then meanwhile people who are just like I know a number of like hilarious elderly women who will not like yeah. won't participate in masks or whatever uh. and But one of the things I was thinking is that I think if you've done this, who knows how many of our listeners even do, I don't know, if you have gone somewhere without a mask, and in a place where most people are wearing a mask, it does feel as awkward... As hopping up on a bench to give your testimony somewhere. Because the reality is, if you just go with me for a minute in thinking that the reason everybody was willing to put a mask on has more to do with their consciousness of their own guilt Guilt. and sin than it does. Guilt and fear, but it has more to do with fear of death and guilt over sin than it has to do with an actual virus or trying to prevent a virus. And if you believe that, and I'm not saying universally every person who has a mask on is doing that, but I'm saying I do think the only reason that this many people could have done that so compliantly is that the handles are on something else. Like the handles are somewhere else. It's much deeper. And so if you think when I go to the grocery store, all these people who are masked are being eaten alive with fear of death and guilt over sin. Do you think that it is more loving to have the nerve to smile at people, which is a declaration that you know what it is to be forgiven, you know how to be rid of your guilt, and that you are not afraid? Like, and the reality is it's far more loving And not only that, it, you have to psych yourself up for it because I find myself, I'm not a person who loves to go get into a conflict with people. No, in fact, go ahead. Say what you're going to say. No, I just, it's not my favorite thing at all. No, I am not a fan. And I, there's places where I know I can go without a mask where I don't even have to think twice about it and it's totally fine. And I might be the only person in there without a mask, but I've been there before, so I'm not really thinking about it. But then there's, when you have to go to a new place and you're not really sure and you don't know how it's going to go, I just sit there having to like pray the whole way in that it's going to yeah, be you fine die. and it's You all may all think right. of me as being a person who loves conflict, but I'm actually not that. It's not like I'm super into the conflict. It's not In fact, good. I've been totally avoiding Walmart indefinitely right now because I just hate it. Rachel, I just don't want to deal with it. I haven't gone into Walmart. Since, oh, I have since the but day, I can get in the no. mood where I'm fine with it, and I'm like whatever. But I'll, if I can avoid it right now, I do because I dislike the security I just, guard time. I just dislike the whole situation, so I'm I'm figuring out alternate ways around it. Huh? However, it's to walk in somewhere with a bare face right now is not because you are I don't know a when, sheep. Um, It's really quite the opposite. It is is a major endeavor. And if you're convicted of it, which I am convicted of it, I'm not going to be. um, I feel like it's like they're making me wear a Biden t-shirt. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Well, I I did tell you I did that at the Joanns. The guy was like, you have to wear a mask. And I said, do you want me to leave? And I was like... No, it's all right. I'll just give you a mask. And I was like, "Well, I won't wear one. Are you asking me to leave the store? Like, cause yeah. you know." I was like, "I'll leave if you're it's a private business. I'll leave yeah. if you want me to leave." I was standing there with Lena, and he was like just looking at us. And I said, <laughs> and i was like, I conscientiously object, so I won't wear one." Do you want yeah. us to go? And he was like, "No, it's fine. Just go ahead." So we just busted on through mm-hmm. got what we needed yeah. and left but i hate having to have the sh- that no i do with everyone. and i'm like i'm i will drive to another town i will order it from amazon i will figure out how to mm-hmm. get it delivered whatever but i'm like but when i walk in there I'm not putting it on. I just No, but am this not. is and but this is the thing is that it is in a way it's a real encouragement to realize if I think that the whole world around me is walking around with their masks on essentially declaring unclean unclean. Yeah. As a forgiven Christian woman, my role in that situation is to declare contrarywise clean. Yeah. I have been saved from guilt. <laughs> Yeah. I have been saved from the fear of death. And like shame. I am I have been yeah. saved from shame. I am saved from being so pushed around by other people's guilt and fear and shame. And the reality is it's it's not easy, but it is something that I think is important that we do. And if well, you all if I'm whizzing anybody up out there who's been faithfully wearing a mask to show that you love your neighbors, I'm not so small minded that I think that nobody can be honestly loving their neighbors right, and no. doing that. I just do think that, I think it's misguided, but it's not the same thing as thinking it's not. I'm not saying you have no love for others and if you I have think a mask on. part of on. this is understanding that, yeah, we all live in very different little pockets. And so... What's happening in our little neck of the woods is not the same.
1: As yeah, but what's the, happening
0: elsewhere. But, the contrasts of our little local picture have been turned way up to be very, yeah. very, very heightened. Like it's very yeah. it's it's I have a mask that if I really have to, I stick on that's basically sheer, so you can tell that I'm <laughs> in a Bit of a funk about the. Mask I would say situation. that if I was, if I had a reason, like if I thought that I was contagious, I would behave very differently. Very much. I'm not. Very it's much. not that I'm trying to say. Yeah.
1: I'm around. not saying
0: that COVID doesn't exist. I'm saying no, that it you exists. Should go around licking doorknobs just for fun, right? But I yeah. think it exists in a culture that is conflating it with our sin problem. Well, today I drove Ben to the airport and then. I was going to hop in the car and drive home for an hour and a half. So I ran in to use the restroom. Well, I'm not going to throw a big hissy fit at the airport. I just put the mask on. I walked in, used the bathroom, and I walked out. And that was it. And I'm not going to make a big <laughs> last stand at the Alamo over that. Why not, though? I mean, <laughs> but who doesn't want to put in a few good hours with the airport cops? <laughs> it's like, you know what? That's, I, I'm just going to do it because that's where I am right now. Yeah. And there are certain times to fall on your sword and certain times <laughs> to not fall on your sword. Well, I'm just ready to be kicked out of all locations in Moscow, but that keeps me from going in a lot of them. I'm a little put out about Christmas shopping this year because I don't, there was never anything really to shop here. That, but you would go in anyway and grab stuff for stockings and you yeah. grab things for, and I'm just like, ah, it gets, it's I'm hard. Not, I'm it's, not going to. It's, you feels like this christmas season we have to run with a weight vest on I'll and i'm and i'm like all right yeah. all right well, let's I told do this you. thing so <laughs> a week ago our fitted sheet on our bed tore straight across the middle like a huge like three linen one like a no because my linen one did it too and <gasps> i had to have a i so it was this cotton sheets but it just tore right across and mm. this is because, probably, <laughs> very likely, it was because I have two, like a bedside table on either side, and our room is small, so the bedside table goes wall to bed mm. to bedside table to wall, like it's very snug, and so when you're putting the fitted sheet on, you're stuffing it down mm. in between the bed, okay, bedside table. Well, there are these doors on Ben's side, and I keep the laundry basket in there, and the hinge had fallen off, and so we just screwed it back on. The tip of the screw had popped out the side of it, because it was slightly too long, so I think it kept snagging the sheet right mm. there, and eventually it just tore right across. I was very put out. However, it was time to upgrade the sheets anyway, but... Think to yourself, when your sheets have torn across from side to side, where do you go in this town of Moscow? Well, there's very few ideas. So I. bed and <clears throat> beyond human endurance. So I Walmart. walked into Marshall's. I walked Marshall's, in. Marshall's, right. I made a big, like, hello, smile at the man. I'm just walking. He shouted at me from afar that if I wanted a mask, he could give me one. I was like, great and I just went that's the first time I've gone in there they didn't have a single set of king sheets so Mm. I went home feeling very put out about the whole situation like but at least I blew by that guy at the door like I did that and I don't really have any other idea and then I had booked a grocery order from Walmart Mm. and I suddenly thought Walmart has sheets (laughs) and I looked and they did have a set of cotton king size sheets and I ordered those on up and I got them. And so I'm just saying I'm going to weird lengths right now but I am still not going to put the thing on because I'm like "Mm, yeah no can't. Well even if you are a committed masker just consider it. Consider how you should interact with people. I think if if you think that they're actually being eaten alive by fear of death and guilt over sin how should your behavior, like, you know what I mean? Like, but also there's a real, I think we're, <laughs> did I already tell you the story of toot-tail butts? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think, I think I've heard it, but I forgot it enough to be surprised. <laughs> Okay, go go ahead Beck. Give us the talk. We (laughs) where we lived in Oxford, we had to drive past every day this street and it was called, I'm not joking, Toot Hill Butts. And you're like how is that possible? And so we drove over there to be like, what is this thing? And the, the other part that's really surprising is that none of the English people seemed, seemed to think anything of they it. They seemed to not notice that that would be in any way confusing. <laughs> And so it's a very serious road sign right there. A nice cast (laughs) cast iron Toot Hill Butts. Yeah, okay. There it is. Yep. And you're just like, what's going on with that? (laughs) So we drive over there. We go down. We drive down Toot Hill Butts. And what (laughs) you find out is that it's a long, windy hill that takes you to the bottom. And then there you are. You're stuck. You can't get back out. It's a teensy teensy weensy little cul-de-sac down there and we had to legit do like a 94 point turn (laughs) to get ourselves back out and I think this might have been the very place where Ben is trying to reverse and forward and reverse and forward and reverse and forward to, to twizzle around. And he kept biffing this shrub. (laughs) And the lady came out and stood on her porch with her arms folded and just watched. Oh, just to make you feel casual. As we tried to like sneagle our way back out of Toot Hill Butts. Oh, man. And what you find is that Toot Hill Butts is a river of no return. You can't, (laughs) (laughs) you go down it, you can't get back. And I feel like our whole country has (laughs) shot down Toot Hill Butts. So you're just oh, we're making different. you're making we're us there. you're making us even less relatable <laughs> to our English <laughs> listeners. <laughs> two weeks in a row, guys, I'm sorry. But it's like
1: I think oh, that we've no. done it.
0: We're down there and we're like, well, we're not going to come back out. That's for sure. <laughs> and I just don't know what we think we're going to do. Like, it's so true. We're down there. We're stuck. Pretty soon, we'll reach <laughs> this paradise where everyone's at home with a mask on. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I just think they're doubling down and oh, then doubling down again. And oh, then... Washington has just released oh, the deep, dark evils of. Basically, it's going to kill like a hundred thousand jobs i mean it's winter now in washington and they're saying no indoor dining but at any restaurant they're trying to double down on their original decision that yes this was worth it and yes it's still worth it and still worth it great basically we threw the virgin in the volcano and it's still making bad noises so so we're gonna throw a bunch more virgins in the volcano and i had to use the bathroom at winco and we went in there and there was a real lower class woman in there and you know she's washing her hands or something you know i was like hi you know had it whatever but then she just turns to me beaming really big and said did you hear they're giving everyone twelve hundred dollars and i said who is (laughs) and she was like i don't know but we're all gonna get a check She's so stoked about it lately, or was this before yes, the first like this one? one? No, I um, think it's a no. fresh, a fresh twelve hundred dollars oh, that, that they're sending to us from our great great grandchildren. Because nobody <laughs> has to pay. Nobody that, has that much money. Anyways, there she, but she's just just tickled pink that we're all gonna get twelve hundred dollars. And I, it was a weird thing because you're looking. I said, "Well, who is?" And I was like, "Is this a federal thing or a state thing?" She's like, "I don't know. We're just gonna get them." I was like, oh, my word, because here we have someone just super stoked just about Just on the take. Well, okay. Oh, no, but, like, super stoked about not at all concerned about the overarching infrastructure of the world. <laughs> right. Right? Like, not at all concerned that yeah. that whoever's sending us this dollars might not have it. <laughs> right? Like, just not right. not reading any bigger narratives. Right. Just the one that's, like... I know. I'm gonna get a new TV. Well, the thing is we there's a we're across the street from the Catholic church and there's a food bank right next door. And then most of the time, occasionally somebody rolls up to the food bank, but you know, whatever, it's not a big thing. Ever since COVID, it is nonstop. It's a huge event over there. And it's like, there's no parking on the street. There's tons of people. They just stand in the front yard of the food bank until they get the Mm -hmm. stuff. They're bringing in like food trucks, like big trucks, like to unload everything into this big pile in the front yard and they're giving it out. And there's this, I, it was soup night at my house. So I I had gotten all the groceries and I pulled up in front of her house and I'm running it from my car to the, porch and dropping a big pile and then running back and there's a guy who's standing across the street from the food bank so he's on my side of the street and wearing like three masks and standing apart from all others and on like my 16th trip to the car he goes you know that's a food bank over there I was like oh yeah and he's like I mean they'll just give you food He's like, you don't have to, like, they'll just give it to anybody. Like, it doesn't matter. You can just go get free food. It's like, oh. oh okay. And it just know. gives you the, like, whoever is doing it, if it's a charity food service. Yeah, bank of course whatever, it is. I mean, it's the Catholic good. Church. I know, but it's like, good on them for their charity. But on the I other know. hand, oh, to not be the people with yeah. so little. It's like you always want to be the person who is standing there trying to give and not the person standing there trying to be on, on the take. Yeah, like how could I scam this people to get yeah. some free goods me? how can for I get me? some more free things no. as uh, opposed to like how can this I is, help? I just want to bring this around to the heart of helping, which is that I think that this is the thing that Christians are bad at and this is that we start with the key point that your salvation is free. And we think that everything should be free mm. for us. Yeah. And it's really important. Rather than, I should give it away for free? Well, <laughs> rather than noticing the fact that salvation was not either free, it cost God and it cost Jesus a lot. Yeah. It was a thing of enormous price yeah. that was given for and free to are we, you. who are we called to imitate? <clears throat> right. And so if we're imitating... We are giving things for free that cost us much, that yep. cost us our, our, you know, whatever kind of sacrifice, financial, personal, you know, whatever, whatever sacrifices we're doing, we're giving it away for free. But it's not because it was a free item. We're not, only, yeah. uh, we're not only called to give away the things we found on the side of the road or give away. We're supposed to give away what costs us much. And the thing is, is that when you have a lot of people doing that it creates a very different it is a signature thing of christian culture that people give what costs them much freely yep. and people receive freely that they might give more freely like there is it is a really beautiful thing but it's not like we are christians are the big takers we're no. not we're not meant to be no. the big receivers of and so many christian women go around like the, like, that's what we're doing. We're looking for someone like to the give Christian me. Life someone is needs to give me couponing. Yes, but yes, like, but I should be getting free encouragement. I should be getting free love and support and free admiration. And I should be getting free, you know, like all these things me to everybody. When I don't feel good. Everybody owes me all of this stuff. And never, what should I be giving away? And right. what should I. Who who could I encourage for free? Who could I do something kind for for free? And it is not a thing that we're super gifted at in this day. Not and right age. now. No. I mean, historically, that is what the church has been known for. But we've gotten ourselves gotten well, a little perhaps down toot hill butts also. <laughs> yes, and the and the thing is, is that 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 mental position is something that we need to eradicate For from sure. our lives. Yeah. Because if you're going around thinking of yourself as a as the need person and everybody else is the giving capable people, then you are on the wrong old path. Exactly. <laughs> so, and especially as we go into this holiday season, I'd like to encourage you all to be Looking no. everywhere for ways to give and not for ways Keep to Keep your receive. eye on the exports, not the imports. Absolutely. And I should just throw out there that I just, my way of vindicating the poor English people that I've been throwing <laughs> under the bus. I think that butts is related to our word butte. Like, I think it means like a hill. <laughs> it's like a long hill or something. Toot hill, I can't possibly explain to you, but I think uh, that there's some I... linguistic connection there between a long no, tangly it, it hill. Is, it is just genuinely funny because it's like, and if you're English, you probably don't know why, and I can't explain it. It's just funny. It's just, it's a silly thing to call something. <laughs> No. It's more than silly. It's a little coarse. <laughs> well, it's a coarse jest, it's but tr- turned into a serious road sign. But a slightly incoherent coarse jest. Yeah. <laughs> oh On that well, fine and edifying <laughs> note. <laughs> it's a good metaphor, we're though. Gonna, we're going to have to maybe sign off here oh, without, without any further <laughs> tips. Do you have a tip? Because I don't have a tip. Didn't we already give some? Wrap a present. Stay safe. <laughs> don't wear a mask. <laughs> Alright, until next All right. time. Bye-bye. Bye.